and welcome to the Three Plane Sports Podcast. Just three plane guys from the Great Plains talking a lot of sports, some sports betting, and maybe doing a little drinking along the way. I am your host, producer Dylan, joined by two big fans of having the Timberwolves on Immaculate Grid every single day. First, naming a new kitten after Taysom Hill, self-proclaimed expert on glaucoma, and the elderly's worst nightmare, Colin. Good evening. Finally, you can use him to fill out an immaculate grid square at the intersection of white guy and never drafted in any sport, probable last place fantasy manager, and coincidentally an expert on herbal glaucoma treatment strategies, Sam. (laughs) Thank you, Dylan. (laughs) Uh, We're uh, recording this one on Tuesday, December 5th, as the Kansas Jayhawks men's basketball takes on the fierce University of Missouri, Kansas City Kangaroos. I guess Sam's actually got that one on. Go, go ruse. Uh, we're jumping to the pregame with a few news items from the past week. Uh, I just want to start this with a little flashback um, at some previous comments we made at the uh, the onset of the 2023 college football season about this, uh, you know, this last dance, uh, if you will, of college football. It's going to suck. Um, so I'll eat crow on that. I'll take it back. The regular season, at the very least has not sucked. We've seen a lot of fun storylines. Great year of football, maybe a bad ending. We'll talk about that later. But what we did get out of this is an absolute swan song of a final Pac-12 season with one of the best Pac-12 games of all time and maybe one of the best, you know, college football games of this season between Washington and Oregon in the Pac-12 championship. You could have not picked a better game and a better matchup and how that, you know, with the uh, the last quarter, uh, Washington come from behind, win on that to enter a playoff, to put up two middle fingers to ESPN and, uh, you know, George Klyavkov and Larry Scott as a big old fuck you, we don't need the Pac-12 even though, you know, we could have made fucking money for you. Uh, do either of you watch that game, listen to it, pay attention to it? I did follow it to the best of my ability, but uh, KU-UConn was at the same time, and I let my, oh, my personal <laughs> allegiances went out, unfortunately, on that one. How'd that go for you? It was a, it was a hell of a game, honestly, and yeah. KU did win. So I, I didn't regret my decision, but I was bummed to be missing the Oregon game, or at least not really able to focus on it to the extent that it deserved. Yeah, unfortunately, I got to scoreboard track and maybe turn on a couple minutes here and there, but I didn't get to watch a lot of it. Uh, well, I will. I'll be the first to tell you that was one hell of a game, and you know, I, I had money on the uh, Washington money line, so that paid well. I was plus two eighty for some unknown reason. You know that, that, that was wild dude. that they were. That was that's one of those where Holy Vegas shit. fucked up because uh, that was the first game all year and, and Washington so Washington statistically has one of if not the best passing attack in power five football this was the first game this season they had every single wide receiver healthy and available to them and so t- just mind-blowing to me that they were underdogs but I'll take the money yeah no I I know I asked you right away going like what what do you know why that number's that way because I feel like especially from what I watched in the first time they played Oregon, Oregon didn't look quite up to Washington's level. They were able to hang around and keep that game. I mean, obviously that game was very close, came down to what a shanked field goal by Oregon for Washington to win. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but it all it like when you looked at the teams with the ball, Washington looked a lot better. So seeing that that was one plus two eighty, I was like trying to figure out who, who was hurt, like I, what had changed. That was I such mean, a weird. I went through. I yeah. Before I placed that, I'm looking like okay is. As far as I'm aware, Michael Penix is healthy, right? As far as I'm aware, you know, they, they I think they had one or two defensive injuries, but nothing like, you know, no no defensive award winners necessarily. Yeah, their you know, defense hurt. wasn't the thing that was like quite good. Like typically, it's been what they're they're they've been a heavy player and cornerbacks for sure getting drafted, if I remember correctly. Uh, also, quarterbacks named Jake getting drafted. <laughs> what we got? How many, how many Jakes do they have? They have Browning right now, right? Jake Locker. Wow. Uh, Jake Eason wasn't from the well, didn't play Jake, there, right? Jake Eason. He transferred away. Wasn't he a, uh, he wasn't was Jake Georgia. Anyway. He was yeah, Jacob. Jacob. Yeah, he, yeah, he, was, he, he was not a, a point. Wasn't he? Wasn't he a bulldog and then also a Husky in some order? I can't, yeah, I can't really remember. Like Georgia and Washington, one way or the other. Whatever. He definitely doesn't was matter. Georgia at some point. Lots of lots of quarterbacks wearing purple in that state. <laughs> named Jake. <laughs> that is a white name. Yeah, very very quarterback name. Uh, unlike unless you Sam happen to work for State Farm or Dylan. Yeah, uh, then you get. Ah, never mind. We're not gonna we're not gonna do that. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> First he ends uh, an episode nearly saying it. Hey, hey now. Um, <laughs> with, on the topic, so with the, with the death now of the Pac-12, although I guess technically if they want to, Oregon State and Washington are uh, allowed to carry – Washington State, sorry. Oregon State and Washington State are allowed to carry that on for one or two more seasons based on NCAA rules about you know conference buffer zones and shit like that. Uh, but it goes along with the enshittification of certain aspects of college football that we love, uh, including something that I've always been a little torn on, uh, NIL. So I'm all for players being able to use their name, image, and likeness uh, to make money. You know, you have like the it gets down to stuff as stupid as college kickers not able to make YouTube videos that they were making 10 cents off of all the way up to quarterbacks getting like car dealership deal or national ad spots uh like Bryce Young may like running like Nissan commercials and State Farm or whatever the fuck that was before you know before he uh, went to the NFL but things are coming to to such a head if you guys heard this you know Matt Rule made some statements he's getting a lot of national coverage cuz he's he's just speaking his mind cuz I don't think he has anything to fucking lose at this point uh, basically saying, hey, a, a, a good starter, proven starter quality transfer portal quarterback is going to cost you one, one and a half mil, maybe two mil just to get to your school in some sort of NIL, whether that comes from collective, whether that comes from advertisements, your other boosters elsewhere. Sounds like he should be a better coach. Uh, they're not it pretty sure. I don't want to get into this, but I'm pretty sure he's not in the market for a starter like proven super proven starter quality i think he thinks he's a good enough coach to develop somebody but that's another that's another topic nil is getting so ridiculous that the ncaa is trying to open up a new football so well okay i shouldn't say trying to the president of the ncaa uh proposed a plan to open up a new football subdivision for high resource schools so a lot of your power five schools to pay players where they have to set aside a fund specifically for 
paying college athletes in order to try to get a handle on some of this stuff. What say you guys? So, so a fucking salary cap. Yeah, essentially the the <laughs> terms the terms are like and and don't take this with a little bit of a grain of salt. I read this here and there. I haven't seen the actual document. I've seen people reporting on it. It's basically count up all of the NCAA athletes at your school, um, and then set a, cut that number in half. So divide that number by two, and then set aside. $30,000 for each of those students. And there's your entire number of essentially not, I don't even know if it's a salary cap, but you're supposed to establish that as a pool of money. I don't even know what you call this. Just some sort of, I, I guess a, a salary pool. So I don't really know how many student athletes the average college has. Uh, but you know, let's, let's say you have 500 student athletes. <sighs> Fuck. I don't know how, how many, I don't know how many, you know, a football team's 85 before no you, before you figure out walk-ons. And I think this includes non-scholarship at, so if you have 400, then you cut that in half. Cause this is women's sports too. Um, $200 times or a 200, 200 times $30,000 is what? Fuck 6 million at least or Wait, 60. What was the number? Uh, 200 times 30,000. Oh, how many zeros did that end up with? I don't know. Oh, thanks for the help, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, we're all pulling out the calculators, man. We're embarrassing ourselves setting, up here. Setting aside specifically, I didn't want to be wrong. Dollars. I was right. <laughs> I was right. Uh, that's six million dollars set aside per school minimum uh, for that. I don't know if that's realistic or not. I don't know what school. I mean, I kind of know what schools make for TV. You know, and if you're in the Big Ten and you're a full member of the Big Ten, you make fifty million a year minimum from TV deals. So. You set aside some of that for students, and then they try to put some sort of salary cap. It's it's wild to me that you know people are, are joking, half joking about an SEC Big Ten Super League, but it's the, you know the, the NCAA just lined out what it wants to do to create that. So they love trying to kill their own product. So, but that's the thing; they wouldn't be. It's obviously not dying. I mean, this is fed by TV money, and if, as long as the TV money keeps rolling in, it's not. It's dying to us. We're hardcore fans, but you know what? Average, um, I don't know, average asshole in Southern California who watches the Trojans but doesn't watch ESPN, doesn't watch, doesn't listen to our podcast, doesn't listen to any other podcast. They don't give. They don't know any of this shit's happening other than they're moving to the Big Ten. Hell, they might not even know that. They're, they're going to see this next year. It's like, why are they playing Nebraska? It's like, uh, because they want an easy win. I don't know. <laughs> well, at least they have that. But, yeah, so so we're, we're start, finally starting to, you know, separate this further. And I, I don't – I don't know. It's an interesting place to, to be in college football right now. Yeah, the portal's open. <laughs> portal's open oh, and that shit's flying. Dude, there are already, as of this morning, or maybe it was last night, over 900 athletes, football players in the portal. I, I don't know how many of those are going to fucking land somewhere, but a lot of them not, aren't going to be landing in FBS or Division One. Sam, did yeah, you see uh, what play, particular non-OU player hit the portal today that we have uh, talked about semi-recently on here? Oh shit! Uh, oh yeah, uh, Lt. Overton. Yeah. Yep, he's transferring from A and M. Who would have thought? 
number one recruit for what twenty three before reclassifying. Dumb fucks yeah. getting out of there, but he got that fucking paycheck, that short sighted ass paycheck. Yeah, you know, I don't mind seeing him uh, make his way back to OU, man. He was uh, we were we were on a finalist in that original mix, so who knows? Dude, and you know what's curious too is like one of the Clemson DBs um, list uh, put himself in the portal with like a do not contact tag, with or like a put with his name or something. Pretty much saying like he's transferring but is unavailable, like. Sounds like a whole tampering thing, or I, you know, there may be some technical piece to it, but it was like the first time I'd seen something like that. Weird. Yeah, and, and you know, like Matt Rule will remind you, your quarterback that your team is uh, having transfer in is probably costing the school, well, not directly the school, but boosters or somebody $2 million. That's for your uh, Kyle McCords, and uh, I don't even know who the fuck else is transferring this year. Big name, Dylan Gabriel. Really, I, I oh, think yeah, Dylan Gabriel right. is probably the hottest commodity in the portal. I, you could argue a guy like Overton ha, has a, cl- a claim at that. I don't know exactly how he's looked at A and M, but obviously he's kind of got the recruit capital and he plays a premium position. But I, I think Dylan Gabriel is in a great spot, honestly, and probably going to get a pretty sizable chunk of change. He, he from deserves an it. Oregon I, or something in that how ballpark. Fucking old, and I agree, is he, he does. How fucking old is Dylan Gabriel going to be? 23, 24? Uh, yeah, it's his, uh, he's playing his COVID year. Oh, he's only 22. Okay, so he'll be, okay. He'll be like Bo Nix. Damn, he's... Younger than, younger than Drake yeah. Stoops. Yeah, that's for sure. Shit, Drake, Drake's pushing like 25, isn't he? Um, currently, currently 24, according to Google. I was about to say, so. I was trying to think. I was trying to remember when I remembered... Seeing his brother. So but. speaking of uh, quarterbacks, uh, here's some potential Week 14 matchups in the NFL at quarterback. You stop me when there's somebody you're uh, when there's a matchup you're confident in both sides. You have Bailey Zappi and Mitch Trubisky. Sam so sure Sam will be uh, keeping a close eye on that one. Uh, C.J. Stroud, not a bad quarterback, uh, against Trevor Simeon. Bryce Young and Jameis Winston, Baker Mayfield and Desmond Ritter. Oh God! Damn, happy ruined it. That is like, yeah, that one. C.J. Beathard, Joe Flacco. Fuck, ruined it for that one. That one. No, Joe Flacco is elite. Also, C.J. Beathard, Niners legend. Niners legend. Fair enough. He's not Nick Mullins, though. Honestly, this one might not be terrible uh, after what we saw this past weekend, but Gardner Minshew and Jake Browning, that one could actually be okay. Uh, yeah. Josh Dobbs and Aiden O'Connell, and then finally Jordan Love and Tommy DeVito. This is what the end, I mean, granted, guys could come back from, in, there, there's a chance for certain guys to come back uh, from injury this week, but this is what, you know, your, your entire quarterback class in the NFL looks like right now. Um, I think we've been spoiled in our lifetimes with like just an absolute uh, glut of uh, you know elite quarterback play at all times. You know where we've seen a number of like you know not once in a lifetime, but you know really 
really, really special quarterbacks, and we're coming yeah, like to the, the end of that. Brady, Manning, Breeze era with guys like Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning. Uh, I'm probably some missing another a name or two that's worth throwing in that mix. I mean, Favre or Rogers, whoever the like, hell you want to uh, you know, pick a given the year. League, half the league had Hall of Fame, you know, future Hall of Fame franchise quarterbacks, and now yeah. we're, we're a long ways from that. Yeah, fucking Stafford's like the back end of that group, and he's not even like a Hall of Famer, but he was one of the upper <laughs> upper echelon guys, at least from a passing standpoint. He's pretty much the only one left. Well, of course, in Joe Flacco, sorry. <laughs> not a Probably not a future <laughs> Hall of Famer there. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers, matter. Uh, Aaron Rodgers famously still active in the NFL. Dude, I apparently Those... he told his good pal uh, Pat McAfee he had targeted December twenty fourth as like the day he wanted to he was targeting coming back. I just saw supposedly now it's it's he's not expected to play, which is incredibly oh, surprising. Yeah. But he, uh, God, he has just been so fucking unbearable every second of not just dude. He just oh my god, he can't get enough of the goddamn spotlight. Yeah, he wanted to come back before the day before Jesus's birthday to really uh, oh my god take away the attention. <laughs> yeah, well, then you have like Zach Wilson basically saying he doesn't want to play anymore. That was a bizarre report. I, I, I've heard some, some, you know, also reporting I think it was misconstrued. that, but yeah, I, I, that's you don't see a tweet like that very fucking often, or a report about a player just saying, "I don't know, coach." I respect I, well, it though. Just they waved Tim Boyle, by the way. He plays fuck. Have you seen Zach Wilson? He, he's oh, like basically since his first season, he has played scared. And I don't blame him with the problem that he has offensive from BYU, man. That's what you well, get. No, his fucking offensive <laughs> line is rookie year in the NFL. The guy was seeing the same thing they did to fucking Sam Darnold up there. He ruined Max. Something tells me that a uh, superior QB can navigate the troubles of that O line better than those those fellas have. Maybe, but you, yeah, I don't know. Uh, probably, but you need somebody who can move a little bit, which I guess Zach Wilson can, but move uh, in. Uh, and be well coached. <laughs> hey, he was. He lost his, his great coaching. Yeah. I don't know. He, he didn't seem to bring any uh, any of that winning mentality with him to the pros, that's for well, sure. Because, because Zach Wilson is not, he doesn't have a winner's mindset like Kalani Sataki does. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. <laughs> Man, being around him for long enough, you'd think it would uh, help change his mindset. Hey, man, you can't you can't force something on somebody who doesn't want it. Where you where does leap this... horse don't you can leap horse, <laughs> but you can't make it drink. How does this analysis kind of click into place with? Uh, and now maybe I'm uneducated here, but would I be wrong in saying that the highlight of Kalani Sataki's career thus far was probably largely fueled by Zach Wilson making them look really good, and then leaving and them going back to being mediocre shit. Uh, Jaron Hall made him look okay at times, but he had that that's scared mindset, and that's what got him concussed in two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's what I have for news. Uh, do you guys have anything that you would like to touch on before we move on to something a little different this week? Uh, no, nothing comes to mind. All righty. So this week, instead of takes, I had an interesting, let's call it a discussion topic. I don't want to call it a debate because I haven't given you guys separate sides you have to fight for. But I do think it's a really interesting question. You know, we're coming into a time where you, know, you have uh, – 
in Major League Baseball, you have winter meetings. You know, the hot stove is really cranking up. Uh, we're talking about trades, talking about free agency. Um, and then in football, uh, you know, on the college end, we have uh, transfer portal opening up and quarterbacks moving around there. And then in the NFL, you know, we just said there's a lot of it's very interesting situation for quarterbacks in the NFL right now. And how many guys, you know, if you if you need a quarterback next year, is there anybody you're, that's going to end up in free agency or trade for that you really want to deal with? So here's the question for you guys. What is the most important position in sports? Is it the quarterback in football or the pitcher in baseball? Who wants to go first? Go ahead, Sam. I Uh, I, bet we have the same answer. I would bet we do have the same answer, although the way that I am wired to take questions like this is kind of just to be like, well, do you mean this or this or this or that? But, uh, I I mean, to me, I guess I'm going to say quarterback uh, up front, and to me, I guess – it comes down to not entirely this, but this is where I guess I want to clarify. When we say the pitcher, are we talking like an individual pitcher, or are we just talking like, I, I guess, through a nine inning baseball game, maybe there's four players that fill that position, but we're just saying the pitcher and their impact yeah, l- on that baseball game collectively. Let's say, let's say, yes, the pitcher in a baseball game, whether it's one guy or whether it's seven guys. Okay. They, those guys encompass your your pitching for that, for that um, game. Then, honestly, if that's the case, then if that's the way we're going to look at it, I I might be willing to flip it and say and say the pitcher. Well, yeah. Uh, so in that case, you're it's like also having the backup quarterbacks involved as well. well we can, so well, we, yeah, we can include them. The thing is, the quarterbacks in the field. Yeah, obviously, it's just the pitcher position at any given time. You know. Then yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with the pitcher because, uh, and obviously both have very compelling arguments and are incredibly pivotal to the success of their team in any, basically any given moment um, that they're on the field. But baseball is just, it, it can be more easily boiled down, you know, to that one-on-one matchup of pitcher and hitter. Um, and obviously a, a, a relatively bad hitter can get one off of a damn good pitcher and and on any given pitch um and that's part of what makes baseball so interesting and so unpredictable but uh i i think with football you know it's it's so much more of uh everything it's the ultimate team sport people say that phrase about baseball too i think it applies more to football in in this context at least because you need all 11 people like moving in harmony timing everything properly together working all on the same page and then you need the qb to make any of that even basically pay pay off for your team um whereas with like the pitcher in baseball you know it it is literally just him and the batter and basically it's just a matter of him getting up there locking in mentally and getting it the fuck done um whereas obviously there's plays where the qb sometimes game scripts where the qb largely is just going to be handing the ball off or kind of facilitating being a cog in the machine a little bit more um which obviously is not to downplay that position and its importance but there is no there is no escaping there's no game planning around your pitcher so to speak in baseball like he's just got to go up there and get it done yeah, if he just throws straight balls every fucking time, no one can cause that change. But I yeah, mean, so, hold on, it's just it's an yeah. interesting question, just because these are both 
players that these are both positions that touch the ball in their respective sports every whether you want to call it play every pitch every instance of something ha- of action happening in a game both these players are touching the ball so Colin yeah I it, again it sort of is how you view that question I I'm viewing it as just like your starting quarterback versus one of your pitchers in the rotation or just your starting pitcher like there's so many workarounds obviously when that's sort of the the view you take took the question I took the question because like the quarterback has significant more input or less workarounds but when you're talking just the pitcher position in general like yeah having a better pitcher in the moment matters because yeah as I said if they're not throwing strikes at all there's no game planning around that all so i don't know it just depends on the frame of the question well i mean we could frame it a bunch of different ways to, to generate discussion we could also say okay if, if you i don't know if, if you're managing if, if you own an nfl franchise and you own you know a major league baseball team are you getting more impact to your overall success of your your franchises there if you spend all of your money on you know bringing in a really elite quarterback or if you spend that money on elite pitching you know let's say an elite starting pitcher versus let's say i'm bringing in aaron Rodgers in his prime or you guys are going to give me shit for this Justin Verlander in his prime, you know, or Clayton Kershaw or somebody, you know, in their prime. And that and that frame in that frame is quarterback every time. Yeah. Cuz I I think it, it's it, we could though extend that a little further and kind of try and blend the two and say like, you know, the owner spending on prime Aaron Rodgers versus the owner spending whatever the hell that amount of money is going to take to have not just Verlander in his prime, but you know, a strong number two, a strong number three, a steady bullpen, a good closer to where, you know, they're still going to have all that variance and there's going to be weaker links and and better players. But overall, the pitching staff for that team being a a solid above average product, uh, you know, to kind of compare to getting that out of your QB. I still think it's the QB, honestly, though, in that framing, because... I just think in the NFL, you can be a good team, but we're starting to see it now. It's it's damn near impossible to go in the whole thing with a, a good roster built around a game manager, facilitator type quarterback. It feels like you know you have to have that hey, Trent guy for one Super Bowl. Well, it ain't that was a long time ago. <laughs> is the thing I, that 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 was much more of a reality in the past in the NFL, the way that the game is kind of officiated and just generally played these days. I feel like a having a, having a quarterback that is a damn good player is more sustainable throughout a season than having really good pitching. Most likely, you know, you can, you can expect your QB to show up and kind of be who he's going to be. Obviously that's just partly the nature of the games, but I think there are other ways to win in baseball and in football, we're starting to see that go by the wayside, uh, at least in terms of competing for championships. So if you take it, I, I agree with you, if you take the entire season, if you if you look at the entire season, whether it's 162 games of baseball or uh, an 18-week or 17-game season in the NFL, I can see where quarterback is more valuable in that, you know, looking at that big picture. I would then argue, if you look at, an individual game in each of those sports 
that the pitcher is the most important player. And if you look at it, if you boil them down to an individual game, because the pitcher is the only one that can almost win the game single-handedly. He can throw a perfect game. You know, it, technically, you don't even need a defense behind you, you know, to, to throw a perfect game, although that's rare that that would ever happen. You only need one hit or, well, not even a hit. You need somebody to get home, whether it's on walks or whatever, on on, on offense. But yeah. I would argue that the if you boil it down to a single game, the pitcher is the, the more important player just because they can almost win a game single-handedly, whereas a quarterback can't. Yeah, that's fair. You know, Tim I, but I mean, one, yeah. at the, the same NFL, time, you also see, I will say he's a, I'm sort of an outlier, but DeGrom, you see like his tenure with the Mets, that he was still losing a bunch of games that he was pitching very well. So, yeah, I, I mean, you I also don't see good QBs lose games, though, on bad teams in the NFL to some extent, too. Yeah, but I think, but they both at the end of the day, of- I think, I think the bigger... What makes quarterback look even more important is you look at these championship teams and it's like, I definitely know we could probably name the running backs on those teams, but, it, you know, the running back's much more forgettable than the quarterback. So, like, having the other ability to move the ball just being sort of can be an average guy back there versus, like, how good the quarterbacks are. Hey, running backs don't go first overall in the NFL draft anymore. I mean, it's it's that simple, Colin. I completely agree. Well, yeah, exactly. You can win with a no name ish running back, but you but can't. Quarterbacks go number one overall. Yeah, and you, but you can't Regularly. win without those quarterbacks, though. So, I mean, when's the last time? Who's the most like not top quality quarterback that's won one recently? What Stafford? Uh, would, I would Stafford count? I'm trying. No, to I'd think. say Stafford's had a phenomenal career. Yeah, yes. I mean, he's. I, I don't so disagree. Can, with I, him. I, I think a lot of damn good QBs won the title. Yeah, no, that's what I was saying. Like earlier, that he was like the end of the upper echelon of that group. Mm-hmm. Like he was sort of a bit younger when Manning and Brady and all them were, but he was still in that sort of group. Uh, um, let's look at the list of. Start, Mahomes, so Brady. Brady, Tom Brady. These are Nick Foles. Nah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. God, I'm ashamed of myself not thinking. I was just sitting there thinking of Carson Wentz, and I was like, "Well, he got hurt, and then didn't I, fucking make the next." You gotta step. go. Uh, you gotta go back a while. I mean, in at, 2013, but, Russell Wilson was that guy. He's not anymore. That's um, just a career fall off, though. Rather than yeah, a, yeah, he played like that guy. Joe Flacco. <laughs> we're talking about the elite guy okay so basically in the last 20 let's say 25 years you have nick Foles, um maybe joe flacco although that was a banner year for him so i would argue i will like that's the thing joe flacco was a good like deep ball fucking passer so he was great that year, you know, so then you got to go even farther back. Yeah, in 2002, you have Brad Johnson and Tom Brady. Well, no, no, sorry. 2000 is Trent Dilfer, which we already talked about. And then you have Kurt Warner, John Elway, Brett Favre, Troy Aikman, who I would argue is actually not that good, but went to a lot of. I mean, he's a Cowboy, so obviously he's overrated, but. Um, yeah, no, exactly. Like, you need that very, very good QB. Yeah, obviously, and I will say. 
while we're, sorry, Colin, I mean to cut you off, but while we're acknowledging guys like Nick Foles and stand where you want to stand on Joe Flacco and some of these other you know non Hall of Famer QBs who have gone out and won a Super Bowl, whether you want to you know wherever you want to place them as who they are in their career or that year, how good they are. When it came down to it, the teams won because those guys played as though they were elite QBs. Joe Flacco in that in that postseason went out there and played elite football. I know Colin will tell you he's been elite every always, every single second of his fucking life, but he was undis- undeniably elite in that postseason, and, and that's what helped them get it done. Um, so I guess that you know just opens up the whole philosophical way of looking at it. Anybody can kind of play above their level at a given time, but. Even these teams who have won with substandard QBs have done it with those guys going out and looking like fucking badass quarterbacks because that's what they needed to actually go win those games. Yeah, and I'd argue that those guys who identified as not, you know, maybe being elite over the course of their career had elite seasons to get to that point. You know, just had a had a great season and it ended up in a place where they could help a team win, even though if, even if it didn't shake out later in their careers. Uh, I think that's a perfect segue into something we want to talk about. And I, I do agree that this is further evidence that quarterback is the most important position in sports. Um, Jordan Travis is so good that his injury kept his te- kept his team, Florida State, out of the college football playoff. And, and that's even more mind-boggling to me why Jordan Travis has not been invited to the Heisman ceremony. Uh, if he's that important to a team, that should make him a front runner for the Heisman. I I don't even entirely know where to begin with well, this. Let's, because... let's, let's start with putting out the top four, just uh, in case anybody okay. listening isn't aware. Fair uh, so point you have number be, yeah. one, Michigan. Number two, Washington. Number three, Texas. And then sneaking into the fourth position, is Alabama, who uh, famously beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. Um, that makes a little more sense the longer I think about it. But go ahead, Sam. Sorry. No, you're okay. Uh, I, I just uh, – the Jordan Travis thing is one thing. I, I kind of want to put on the tinfoil hat just a, a tiny bit and, and go, do we really – how much do we believe the committee that if Jordan Travis was not injured and maybe FSU – they probably would have looked better, I guess – but he would be a Heisman if, candidate if they continued to yeah, win out. Heisman's he would he would thing. be a final. I mean, he was always a candidate. Heisman, he would be a finalist. A, so yes, he would. They would be in. Heisman's a secondary concern to me. I like. Do I mean? I don't know. Do we really believe they would? They would. Would they have kept out Bama then? Truly, if just if Jordan Travis was healthy. It, it, I mean, do you believe it? I don't know if I'm, I believe it. You, well, you want to, which is the issue with a lot of the NCAA shit. Is like you you would want them to be better at shit than they are, and it's it's impressive, man. I don't, I I like did having that clause in their in their rules for you know ranking these teams is the biggest cop out imaginable. For just being like, ah, oh, well, if someone's hurt and there's, you know, we deem them important, we can just fuck you. Which is just, yeah, it's just such an easy out for multiple, like, whenever you need it. I but, dare, like, I mean, you look at this like a Cardell Jones situation, you know, it, it, Ohio State made the playoff that, that season, right? Yeah, yeah and, then, and then and then what happened? Then they fucking uh, won the whole thing. 
Okay, How many games did Cardale play, though? Do you remember? I don't remember. I think he, he took over pretty late. The one key difference I, I will also concede... Kenny Gaten Jr., I think, that year. Although I think that the comparison is fair, and I would stand by it anyhow, Dylan. But the one point I'll concede is that Ohio State with Cardale Jones in their conference championship, if I'm remembering right, they played, I think, Wisconsin that year. And Wisconsin was pretty damn good. You know, they weren't Ohio State good, but Ohio State just ran them the fuck over, beat the hell out of them. Cardale Jones looked really good to where you couldn't really say, well, their offense has fallen off. That's kind of the argument being made with Florida State. I still, I, I think, I, I guess I haven't really said this out loud yet. I, I think it's just, it's an embarrassment. It's an injustice. Put, put whatever the hell word you want to put on it. I think it's completely indefensible, unprecedented. Fortunately, we won't see it again because the playoff is expanding. But I, I honestly was shocked, and I, I've never had any an ounce of respect for the committee. None of us have. Um, to where I, I, I feel stupid ever going, wow, I'm surprised that they would you know do something so shitty. But I truly believe there's no way they're going to keep Florida State out. I mean, Florida State's defense is, is is elite and went and looked the damn part. Like You can sit here and go, oh, the quarterback's hurt. That offense was kind of rough on the eyes. That defense is really fucking good. And defense has won championships in college football college football for a long time. I, 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 that is a 13-0 Power 5 champ. There is nothing to it. It is that simple. They are in. They are in. The other two who have those same qualifiers are in, and then you figure it out from there, and the obvious decision is Texas because conveniently they had the head-to-head with Alabama. That's it. There, there is no fucking argument. I, I, I just I won't hear it. Obviously, I've heard all of them. There is no fucking defense for this. It, it, it makes a complete joke out of the whole playoff. It is, it is an invitational run by a TV station. Can I can I throw some facts yeah. at you? That I think support your position. Um, <laughs> here is I think oh, I know fuck, one of them. Where did that go? Okay, so ESPN's very you know we, we like to claim that they are the uh, the evil empire kind of ruining college football here. Uh, their college football power index for 2023. This is after the it's the end of the regular season. They have you know there, there's a couple of different not statistics, but rankings we can look at. So you have strength of schedule, but then you have strength of record. Strength of record, you know, changes after you've played the game and after, as those teams do better or worse that you've played throughout the season, your strength of record goes up or down. Here are the final strength of record rankings from ESPN. Number one, Washington Huskies. Okay, that's fine. Number two, Michigan Wolverines. Okay, I might argue that Michigan still is a better team than Washington, but, you know, their strength record, slightly lesser than that of Washington. Third, Florida State Seminoles. Fourth is Alabama. And then fifth is Texas. So, I mean, by their own metrics, they're kind of, they've just said, this is going to give us better ratings. Yeah, uh, I mean and, their their uh, metrics can't twist Florida State's strength of record. Uh, they they're having a hard time getting the zero from the loss column to line up with any metrics saying that Florida State would be worse than those teams with the loss. It's pretty it's pretty simple. Yeah, there. Well, I mean, there is no mathematical it, argument that they deserve to be out. They just fucked them. They fucked them. And it's not like Michigan has a great quarterback. So I yeah. mean, uh, it's not like that. Um, Florida State out through him, I think, once uh, Jordan Travis went down. 
but he's. I saw something. They I saw the shit out of the. I ball, mean, JJ McCarthy is is he he's is gonna. JJ McCarthy's going to get drafted. I mean, I just don't think he's that I, good. I I, Jordan Milrow is not an NFL quarterback. Jaden. Oh, whatever. Jaden Mil Jaden Milrow is not an NFL, but JJ McCarthy is an NFL quarterback, just by their skill sets alone. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't. Let me play devil's. I don't know what to expect. Uh, the argument I've heard, and I don't know whether or not I agree with it, but this is part of the viewpoint that agrees with the SPN. So that there's a lot, there's a lot of talk because there was on the on the selection show. There's a lot of talk in the media about. Uh, best most talented versus most deserving so i guess the argument is that alabama is far and away the better team over florida state whether you not you agree with that that's just the argument that's being made whereas florida state would seem to be more deserving if you look at last year what you get when you put you put in TCU, who appeared to be probably the most deserving, even if we didn't necessarily agree that they were going to be the most talented team. Uh, yes, they made it to the, the final, but then they got blown out in a way we've never really seen in a college football final. Still, I, I think that the, the whole that's the argument uh, right there. Yeah, I'm not going to be upset at you for saying the argument that exists out there, but I just. I, I, it, it's laughable to me. It, it, it falls apart at, at every fucking seam. I don't see it at all. To me, the fact that TCU won one of their semifinals or Absolutely. won the semifinal, just in, I mean, yeah, they got embarrassed in the championship game, but it's like, holy shit, apparently they were better than Michigan. Do I really think Michigan would have lost by 50 or whatever? Probably not, but I mean, they, they can't go out there and say for a damn matter of fact they wouldn't have because they lost to the property, team that man. got embarrassed that bad. Dude, that's like, basically the same Michigan team we have this year. I yeah. mean, they just brought everybody back. That's the same. I'm sure they're better with the extra year under their belt, but that's the same yeah. Michigan team we have this year, personnel-wise. Yeah. And uh, to me, I, I mean, uh, the the idea that Alabama is just better than Florida State and it's a foregone conclusion and all we're doing is just giving it to Florida State because technically they have the record or whatever, that that's a joke to me too. Like it, it's – it's based in in nothing but a preconception that the SEC is just so much head and shoulders better than the rest of the country, which I still don't entirely buy that the mediocre shit teams in the SEC, teams like Mississippi State, are just so head and shoulders above the you know, UNCs and the Miamis of the world in the ACC. I don't know. All those teams are shit, and the good teams should be beating them. End of story. Florida State played LSU and beat them, held LSU to their lowest scoring total of the season, but, you know, worse than they did against any of those vaunted SEC defenses that Florida State just can't even, you know... Uh, hold a candle to. I, I, I think it, it's unbelievably disrespectful. The SEC proved nothing out of conference this year. Nothing. Yeah, and, well, let's let's uh, let's just remember that we wouldn't be having this conversation if it weren't for a a literal like walk off catch in the Iron yeah. Bowl against Auburn. That's the thing. Like Alabama's some infallible. Like they've been playing just amazing football with no gaps since the Texas game. People act like they just ran roughshod over the whole SEC. And we're just like as if they're you know 2015 Alabama or whatever the Didn't hell they, they have won trouble all with those South Florida right after Dude, they Texas? beat them like 16 to seven or something. That was right like after they're, Texas. They're not that good. I mean, like they're they're good. Yeah, they're good. 
They're like Alabama. They, yeah, they, 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 they are not better. Yeah, by Alabama sure. standards, they're not good, and a, and they have gone out and and looked like shit against shitty teams. Well, oh, but Florida State Auburn looked like team. shit against a good team. Better keep them out. Alabama, dude. Alabama has proven nothing. It, it, it's I, I. It makes me fucking sick. Almost. I, I don't even like Florida State. I don't. I think they can kind of suck it. If I, if I want to take a step back, and I know Colin feels that probably times ten. Dude, but it's, it's just I, funny, I mean, man. It's just like, what, why did I even watch the fucking sport this season? Like, what the? If you, dude, if you're a Florida State, if I was a Florida State fan, I'd be having an existential crisis over this shit. That I, I put all this, you know, time and thought and and emotion into this just for for basically some fucking group of suits in a, in a hotel ballroom to decide that it, it, it doesn't fucking matter and, and we're in the little leagues actually and we just don't even get a chance. Dude, you got it. You got to believe. Are you fucking kidding me? You got to think that Mike Norvell flipped his fucking desk. You know, just walked into his yeah, office, I bet. flipped his fucking desk with the you know TV on in his office watching this shit. God. Dude, I, if I was if I was like their AD, like that's an, uh, being a fan's one thing. If you are like the AD of Florida State, what are you doing other than just basically I'm screaming calling, at people? I'm calling to, lawyers. From, yeah, call, like I'm literally lawyers and investigators. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. because they're, they're, that's, what else that do you do? A monetary. If, if oh, they can find out massively. that there was some criteria that doesn't fit what is laid out by the college football playoff committee and the the college football playoff, whatever the contract looks like, I'm not really sure actually how that's all set up. I, I first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to call the university legal teams. Like, let's take a look at this and let's dig up whatever we can to see because they they just cost us money in one way or another. Well, that's why they just have the claws of the injury shit. It's just a perfect out for going, fuck you. You may be 13-0, but we have a reason to fucking exclude yeah, you. It's written teams, in the book that you guys are dealing with. Against, uh, against at least one team that has a loss despite having their starting quarterback all year. I can't remember if Quinn Ewer started uh, uh, the Red River shootout or not. I think he wasn't he wasn't he kind of hurt or like a little hobbly at that time, so I don't want to say two teams. But I can't really remember. He, he, he definitely, definitely played started that against game, us. Yeah. Yeah. Him up too. Yeah. yeah. So at least um, one team that you know had their starting quarterback all year and still lost a still lost a game, maybe two of them, against a team that did lose their starting quarterback to a pretty gnarly injury, uh, and still found a way to win out. You know, on the back. Yeah, of they won their, their title defense. on the third string. And and talented. I mean, Florida State gets talented quarterbacks. Yeah, no, there, there's just no. Like, do I understand from like some aspect of of it where you're like, I can't po- I I can't possibly believe that Florida State without Tr- Jordan Travis is uh, so bad that they don't deserve to be there against Michigan. Or is Bama that good? And I, I could see your hesitancy from an entertainment standpoint, but that's not your job. Like, I hate when they say it's the you know the f- most talented teams, not the most deserving. It should be like if you cannot blend the like middle ground for that, it's insane because you're just it's it's saying it's the mo- not the most deserving just disqualifies any mid major with a undefeated record or a what's normally a bottom feeder in some di- like conferences like if fucking Cal goes 13 and 0 well obviously not next year 
because uh, that's irrelevant to the Pac-12. But like a team that hasn't been good for a while goes, you know, 12-0, and 13-0. And Again, like TCU could have been one of those that they could have f- fucked off with if they didn't do some form of most uh, deserving because they, they played everything and won everything. So I, I almost, I mean, granted, this is only lightly tinfoil hat, but it, it, this seems ripe for like ESPN's trying to make so, like they're going to announce at some point that Nick Saban's considering retirement and that's what got them in is because they they're they're going to get so they're going to get a lot more viewership if everybody thinks this is their last chance to see Nick Saban do his thing on the big stage on the you know the biggest stage in college football um do you think Boo Corrigan set this all up to fuck his own conference? <laughs> he was like, if it can't be NC State getting that uh, playoff money, you fuckers sure aren't. I don't know. I just, uh, we've all uh, expressed our distaste for ESPN basically turning in what. <laughs> College football's never had a perfect championship, and we were all okay with it. And then, and then you know, the BCS came along, and, and consecutive years throughout the BCS, we put more and more stock into a, a national championship game that never existed before. And now the playoff was meant to be more fair, and somehow I feel like somehow it's less fair. Do you think they also did this um, on purpose to hype up the fucking 12 moving forward? Like, they're like... Well, we fucked it up this year, but next year you're not going to have to worry about it. We're, you know, that team can't miss out, so get ready for next year. I feel like they could have spun it that way with anything, though. Oh, you know, Bama had to be left out, but man, you know, they had a great season. But, Maybe they, they'll, you know, next year they'll get a next chance to prove year, it. Well, yeah. You can say that about any team. They're, there's, I, I don't watch ESPN like or sports center or anything, but I almost guarantee somebody's already said, well, actually, if you look at the format for next year's playoff, Florida state would have made it handily, uh, you know, yeah, would have nah, made I it. See. So there, I, there, that's my tinfoil hat one is they're just hyping up. Uh, it's their own way of negging their, what is going to be their non-existent product anymore in that format for the next new one they're putting out, you know, next that, year. That being said, if we can put down the pitchforks for a couple of minutes, we are getting interesting matchups out of this. Uh, well, I shouldn't say interesting. Well, it, it is interesting. I don't know how good some of the, I don't know how good at least one of the games is going to be. Um, considering you have Texas, who is ranked 95th in the country in passing defense, taking on the best passing offense in college football uh, with uh, Washington. But uh, and then on the other game, you have you know you have Milrow's a better running quarterback than Michigan has seen all year. Um, that could go. I uh, mean, arguably, he's the best quarterback they've seen all year, pretty easily. Uh, let's call him best yeah. running quarterback. <laughs> I mean, uh, McCord wasn't shit, that who good. is better. Yeah, Mc, I, I wouldn't put McCord above. I him, wouldn't but put I him know. above that. I wouldn't put Penn State. God no. Like, there's no one I think he's probably seen that's as good as uh, Milrow is, and it's probably not close. Uh, let me look at Michigan well, Michigan's schedule again and see. Did they play anyone good in non-con? I don't really Fucking remember them. Probably not at all. I don't remember at this point. 
Lord knows the Big Ten does not uh, have a whole shitload of QB talent. East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, no. Rutgers, yeah. no. Oh, Nebraska, no. But you know what? If there's any, if there's, if that's any indication to what they can do to a running quarterback, that poof. Uh, I don't think Milrow is just running to hand them the ball at every possible. <laughs> I don't think you know. I don't think I don't think Heinrich Harburg turned the ball over that much in that game. I can't remember to be honest, though. Uh, definitely not Minnesota it. with uh, Ethan Kaliak, whatever. Definitely not Indiana. Not Michigan State at that time. Dude, but like Dylan's no. basically and, just and looking at a list of Big Ten teams, going, "Oh yeah, they do have a shit offense. Oh yeah, they do have a shit offense. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know they only won. They won. They only okay. They only won by one uh, one score against Maryland, who has a good quarterback. He yeah, I mean, but he's still he's got not a little that brother good. quarterback. He's no, still but... not that good. He is. He's good. He's Probably yeah, he could arguably un- better than Milrow. I mean, uh, better, he, well, he's, he's, he's under he he's underrated. Be Bama, though. Well, because yeah. uh, transfer back, Talia, buddy. Talia isn't. He's a. He's a. At least this year, they used him as a pass first quarterback, whereas Milrow is uh, definitely a run first guy. Yeah, I mean, he's also a fucking been in you know the starter for maryland for at least two years if not a third yes so i mean the experience differential there is wild but i mean he's probably yeah he's probably the best quarterback they've seen i think from talent standpoint but you mean you mean deacon hill doesn't make the cut do you even know who that is? No. Oh, That's the Iowa know. third string quarterback oh, <laughs> that they're Jesus. down to. Uh, <laughs> I guess I should have known that because I did, was following uh, Iowa Nebraska. God, how weird. Well, yeah, of the three of us who has a fucking problem, it's the guy who bet the over on Iowa Nebraska. Right. You, you said you won't bet the over, so I, so I decided I wasn't going to be a bitch. I did, you know, bet on fucking Iowa to win, which was easy money, never in doubt. Uh, I, I okay, yeah. I, I want to throw this out here. Who do you guys have to win the whole? Actually, let's put it two ways. Colin, who do you th- who do you want to win the whole thing versus who do you think will win the whole thing? So I'm pretty sure if everyone's answer on who do we want to win isn't Washington, I will look poor. I, I will think lesser of you, but I think I think the winner of Washington Texas probably wins it. If I had a if I had a rank who I think wins it, it probably goes Washington at one, Michigan at two, um, Texas at three, and fucking Bama at four. So I think I hope Washington wins it. They are probably I don't know if they're the odds on favorite, but I would have them probably as the favorite to win it. Bama's probably the fucking favorite to win it. Sam, who do you want to win versus who do you think will win? Um, so I, I agree with Colin. I want Washington to win, and if you happen to feel otherwise, I will lose respect for you. Um, oh, no, however, nothing but respect for the pride of Sioux Falls, Kalen DeBoer. Wow. Okay, I didn't didn't know about that, but that's uh, that's interesting. 
I'm glad we're on the same page then. But no, if I if I had to if I was pressed on, I guess who I think will win it. I, if I had to place a bet, it would probably be Michigan, followed maybe by Bama. I I don't quite buy in on Texas enough still to really think they're going to go get it done and get it done twice. Um, I, I think it would be a little amusing if we got a Bama-Texas rematch in the title game and Bama took them out. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I'd get a bit of a kick out of that, and I That'd kind of the... enjoy – like, th- this is a shit take. I, I might get some heat for this, but I – like, Bama winning another title – wouldn't really bother me at all. I, whatever. It's, I mean, it's like the second best case in Yeah, scenario, it is what I it think. is with Bama. Who, who gives a shit? But as soon as, God, if Texas wins one, I'll be oh, sick. that's suicidal. It, it, Michigan, I like, whatever. I, I don't loathe I d- Michigan. But I don't I, I don't necessarily them. want them to, like, take that next step and really assert themselves as being there. No, I'd rather, I, I I'd rather the same old people be talking if I I'm going to have to deal with talking. I want it to be known that Jim Harbaugh, like, Still couldn't get it done when he runs the NF runs back to the NFL next season. Hey, don't don't be talking down on the next head coach of the Chicago Bears like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, th- I think Alabama's the second best scenario behind Washington. Yeah, I think I I'm with you guys. I would love Washington and the pride of all of South Dakota, Kalen DeBoer, to win the whole thing. But ultimately, I think Alabama Alabama is kind of like a Chekhov's gun where you have this much buzz about them. and They've been mentioned this much. Now they have to fucking win it just by virtue of it happening and having this much publicity about it. Now they're, now they're going to win it. You know, it just seems like a foregone conclusion based on publicity alone. I'm curious, Dylan, why exactly is it that you give a fuck about Sioux Falls, South Dakota? When you lived in Nebraska, could you, like, go outside and turn north and just see all the way to it? <laughs> or, like, what was, what was the deal? No, you just you just take your, uh, that area is, like, right on, like, the border. So, it, yeah. it, it's kind of, it's so not. you guys it's try to claim it. It's obviously not Nebraska, but you have lots of players from Nebraska that don't appear to be Division One talent that end up. Or, or don't don't appear to be FBS talent that end up at the you know the Dakota schools. So there's a lot of, and then a lot of those folks transfer back over in any sport, like your beloved uh, Baylor Shireman. You know, he's a South sense. Dakota guy who transferred back to a real school. <laughs> Thanks uh, for the clarification. Yeah, speaking of, speaking of Creighton. Uh, I, I don't know what the Nebraska what the Nebraska ball spread was. <laughs> I guarantee they didn't fuck cover. I did. I checked in on that game. It was thirty points. They didn't cover. I was, I was online with Sam and he checked the score and he goes, "I don't think uh, Dylan was on the right track there." Um, I I just want to put it out there. Uh, Creighton's a very very good basketball team. And Nebraska is only a decent basketball team if uh, oh. if they don't have to make adjustments. Creighton if you slapped them with their elite eight rings or whatever the fuck if, they got. If you ask, <laughs> if you ask Fred Hoiberg to adjust, he's just going to say, no, we're going to keep doing the same thing and we're going to score just as few points as we did in the first half. <laughs> That's the experience, baby. Hey, consistency's key. Yeah, yeah, consistently shitty. 
We still think uh, Nebraska ball might just uh, win a tournament game this year, or are we start to cool no. off on that. Well, actually, I, I will. I will put it out there. They looked competitive in the early half of this. Um, what do you want to call it? The the pre conference, you know, before they enter conference play, they did look strong in the first half of the non con, um, and that's without. Casey Tominaga uh, allegedly, you know, should be their best player. He's been really, really cold and has not looked like their best player. So assuming he heats up like he did last year and they can have, you know, the rest of the team can have similar similar levels of success, they may be they may be close to getting a a, a, a March Madness berth, but uh, it's going to be real low ranked. I don't see him winning. I don't. I don't see them winning their first ever tournament game this year. Um, and if they don't do it this year, who the fuck knows when that'll be. Well, hey, do you want to re-roll the dice like last year and uh, make a bold prediction that this is the year Bill Self forgets how to coach? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'll just make another another prediction that they'll get knocked off in like the Sweet 16 or the Round of 32 or whatever again. Ah, it's less courageous. <laughs> Lame. Uh, we want to make... Oh. Go ahead, Colin. Oh, you just beat the piss out of Providence, man. They won by 21. They yeah. outscored them by fucking 17 in the second half. Oh, you looks good, man. They, they're they looking the best they've looked under Moser quite easily. Probably, yeah. I, I don't know. They're undefeated through eight with, I mean, Providence lost. Providence lost their head coach, right? Is that Cooley? Uh, Ed, yeah, Ed Cooley, I think he went to shit. Where did he go? Did he, he go to Georgetown? Some... Yeah, you know what? I think that's right. It was, right, it was in, in conference uh, for sure. Patrick, Patrick Ewing. This one can goat. actually coach, so <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But Providence is a decent team. OU's look good. Who? Oh, they beat someone yeah. else, I thought, early-ish <laughs> in the season. But... Oh, shit, they did. I'm try- They beat Iowa. Oh, uh, Iowa's proven to be... Pretty shitty this year, all things considered. I think they're without. Yeah, a, uh, yeah they have no Murray's win. there, or uh, what's this coach's McCaffrey? Last name? The one of the son. one of the McCaffrey's Brent still McCaffrey. was playing. I definitely saw. Still, Jesus, I definitely I, saw one of them. Uh, that I mean, I shouldn't be shocked, but I want to be shocked. Oh, they they beat USC. That was the other one. Oh yeah, USC yeah. was ranked. I I watched the end of that game, so that was a good ass yeah. game. But it, I tell you, you tell the Groves brothers to get the fuck out of town, and all of a sudden, hey, this is starting to look like a basketball team in Norman, man. Oh God, someone. Speaking of which, do you know where? Uh, do you know where Tanner Groves uh, landed after his college career? No, dude. Is it like he, was... is he in like? Please tell me he's in like Kazakhstan or something. Oh, uh, no, you do the in... do the honors. So, Dylan, did you know that he was actually signed to summer league with the Thunder? I did not. I did not uh, do that. You guys might have told me. I just didn't retain that information. He he was he was on the <laughs> yeah, he was on the summer league, and I think he barely got any minutes. He didn't play like the first two or three games, and we were like, "Holy shit, are they just not going to play him at all and this be perfect?" Because <laughs> fuck him. But pretty uh, funny. Sam, would you like to take a guess of the country he is playing in? I guessed Kazakhstan. I'm sticking by it. Yeah, all right, it's not that obscure. He is, he is in the Polish basketball league <laughs> playing for. You want to try fucking? Is, <laughs> I mean, it's uh, going to be w- 
Anvil. Anvil. Is the first word. Well, Vocalic? Well, I know the W before the L is weird. Um, it's like. <laughs> It's the like, the it's L has like, a slash in it, man. I, it's gonna be like Volacek or something like that. Even though that sounds about right. It's Polish. But uh, the what are his envel. stats? Uh, ha- good luck finding that in some <laughs> language other than Polish. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. See oh wait, he does have career. Oh, that's college it- career statistics. Uh. <laughs> Are you, gonna, are you gonna try to look that I'm up? I'm going to try to. We'll see how successful I am. I'd be impressed if he found anything on oh, that motherfucker. Dude. Oh man! I, oh, oh, I wonder if they'll have it. So the pronunciation. Oh man! Uh, if I hey, Google... they won their most recent game. Let's get some player statistics. This is the deep dive that we oh, provide God, I can't even to be, people. Pronounce the second word in that, I, dude, I, I don't know what the W's do in, in Poland, but they they took a wrong turn somewhere in their alphabet. <laughs> um, all right, how? Ooh, that's not even points per game. I I'm trying to pull up his points per game. Damn, it's not. Gonna dude, sh- I always I always oh, wonder like. Yeah, and I feel a little bad, you know, because who am I to really talk shit? But I, it has to be, like, pretty crushingly depressing to hit this point in your life, right? Like, where you were just playing D1 basketball and kind of just, like, you know, shit had to be, even though they weren't that great, shit had to be pretty nice to be Tanner Groves probably over the last two, three, four years. Uh, and I feel like right now he's got to be like, hmm. <laughs> this fucking Maybe sucks. it's time for a career change. <laughs> Welcome to the life of every single Nebraska basketball player not named Delano Banton, Isaiah Roby, or um, the other the other kid. I can't remember the five star. Those dudes just get real jobs, man. They don't go. They don't go over to Poland and just slave away in the fucking <laughs> dark and cold or whatever it's like over there. Well, they probably knows, don't want to be uh, just a random black guy in Poland compared to one of the white players. Dude, are, do they, are they unkindly up there? Uh, I, I, well, <laughs> it, Europe's <laughs> always unkindly. <laughs> hey, you know, the former Nebraska ball star, James Palmer Jr., is playing in the uh, the Turkish league. Yeah, see, that's a that step one's, up. That I mean, one's, that that's not a good country to live in. Yeah. But I, well, I was about to say Turkey for Groves, and I had to stop and think that's too respectable a, a level of <laughs> basketball. So I had to think of some shittier sounding country. I don't even know if Kazakhstan still fucking exists, dude. I it definitely say. does. It definitely, it could be does. like the Czech Republic of the Middle East for all I know, man. I don't know <laughs> shit. So, um, so would you like to hear his stats for the year? Yes. In 10 games played, he's averaging 13 minutes, about 14 minutes, 6.7 points, uh, (laughs) 4.4 rebounds, 0.1 assists, and 0.3 steals. So he's a minimal role player. Like, he's like ninth to tenth man off the bench is how how that reads to me stats-wise. Worth living in Poland? (laughs) Dude, it can't be no. like what? I, what's the money like? That's what I'm saying. Oh, like, he's gotta, gotta be, be. I mean, he's I'm gotta sure be paying room and board meals, maybe. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, he's dude, not dude, just come back over here and like, I can guarantee you that. <laughs> yeah, dude, just like come 
start your lumberjack career that you've been long overdue for the whole or, time. No, that or just hope Porter will pity hire you as like an assistant since he already oh, pity gave you a fucking scholarship. <laughs> I'd be disgusted. And your dumb fuck younger brother. <laughs> Is he still around? He's gone, right? Did he go back to Eastern Washington? I have no idea, man. As long as Jacob I don't have to watch Gross. him suit up for the Sooners, I'm I'm uh, a happy he's camper. At, he's at Virginia. Holy shit! Oh, really? Watch out! Oh, oh, was Virginia pretty shitty this last year? This picture is startling. Was it Virginia uh, like remarkably how, shitty last season? <laughs> I don't remember how shitty they were or weren't, but they've been pretty underwhelming for the most part since their title year. They do know how to play some defense up there, though. But that's about it. He's not doing too bad with him. He has more <laughs> averaging more points. Um, averaging the same amount of minutes as last year. I mean, early sample size, but he's playing better Weird. with fucking Virginia. I don't know if Virginia's good, though. That's uh, what I'm probably to not. F- My guess is going to be not if they're taking a, a Groves transfer, the, the shittier Groves brother transfer. No more Kihei Clark, <laughs> finally. Dude, he's around forever. Uh, Virginia's eight and one, so they're not too bad. He's getting so is Nebraska. Maybe, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, maybe they, maybe uh, the Virginia coach fucking saw something that just Porter Mosers couldn't figure out. Uh, Virginia is twenty third in Ken Palm. Shockingly, that is by virtue of the fourth ranked defense and defense and the seventy ninth ranked offense. It's always the offense, man. Uh, Alrighty. Uh, Do we have any last topics or any last words we want to hit on? Dude, I really don't have anything else, but go ahead, Colin. Dude, the Braves are just fucking killing. They they are going to be so good next year. They got... How do you say his last name? Kelenic? Kelenic. 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 He, I mean, it's one of those. They're just gonna flip him. He's gonna, he's gonna get there, and he's just gonna be good. Like he, he's gonna be what they, they fucking expected with Seattle, dude. If I'm a Seattle fan, I would be, I, roughly pretty pissed with just the baseball operations they do, man. They, it's not quite uh, like, yeah. it's not like the Rays where they just continuously bring up good talent. It's like they trade with the they trade rape the fucking reds every year get their talent <laughs> make their talent look good flame no, out so no, close to the playoffs future brave if fucking pro- <laughs> no that's future mariner but um then the mariners get so close to the playoffs or because they've just missed it the past two years right uh, the Mariners uh, yeah. always. No, they like made it. They club. made it two years ago, right? Because Jordan Jordan soul crushed them. Yeah, that was yeah, actually that was the game bummer. I was most worried about because the Astros so, always have trouble against the Mariners. So, I mean, they they just haven't quite taken that next step, and then they just go every couple years. They're like, all right, time to get rid of the talent, where <laughs> we'll just pillage the Reds in a bit. Like it's just <laughs> they don't really want. It's like they want to keep you interested enough to keep you interested enough and paying attention to them but they don't do anything to take the next step and show that they're willing to i mean obviously they signed julio rodriguez probably to a pretty big contract but that was also a big risk on their part so i don't know i'd be really pissy with them but the braves are just gonna be fucking stupid good again who'd they get from you sam 
from the Sox, Aaron Bummer, of course. Yeah, dude. I mean, Aaron Bummer is going to be no longer a fucking seven ERA reliever. He's about uh, to I start. I swear he's going to be good. Hey, he's going to be good. He'll be good. <laughs> Didn't Deekman <laughs> start getting real good after he went back to the Rays? He went to the Rays and got and got or good. But dude, I'm, I'm more. Com- I didn't even see that one coming necessarily. Bummer. I mean, bummer with the Sox has had his times of being elite. The stuff is disgusting. That's, that's All no- the peripherals suggest that he should just be good, even while he's putting up the seven ERA. I feel like he it's going to be snap his fingers and he's like a, good just a mental thing probably. Yeah, and and eventually, who knows? I mean, you know, he's we've seen head case relievers before, Craig Kimbrell. I'm not equating those two, but you know he can kind of come and go from being really locked in to just Joe being a Kelly. fucking disaster. Yeah, that's a, yeah, it's another good one. I think Bummer maybe will, will have some similar trajectories to those guys of coming and going from being able to get yeah, guys like, out. But they've yeah, got some Joe talent. Kelly for the Dodgers looked decent, but as soon as he's yeah, on he's the White Sox, too, he's a, you see that? He is, yeah, he's but then when he's a sock, he's just going to be a either maybe give you a, one or two clean innings, but then just be a menace. Mm-hmm. Fucking on the mound, just fucking around, unable to do shit. A good fucking couple times you see him a year, but you get him back with the Dodgers, he's he's good again. So uh, there was somebody that the Astros were like targeting, and I can't fucking remember who it was. It was interesting, and now I've immediately oh, lost. Oh, I hope it wasn't shit. Eric Fetty because yeah. the White Sox sniped him. <laughs> that was the other one. Do you, Sam? Do you know where he played before he? went to go play overseas uh, no I didn't even know he was, I don't know he who the hell he was until ass. I saw that he... he was ass for the fucking Nats for like a okay. year or two he just getting beaten the shit out of and uh cool yeah he got shipped out went and played a good year overseas and now the, the White Sox are giving him two years 15 mil which isn't bad at all welcome to being a number three starter sir <laughs> exactly it's like he is he is he's I don't know if he's worse than like the Lance Lynn being your problem solver <laughs> on on the Cardinals roster. I mean, they well, practically they went and got Sonny Gray too. That was the only good fucking signing. I mean, did yeah, they get that, Kyle did, was Gibson? Was it you that sent me the shit that was like, yeah, Kyle Gibson? That they have like three separate starters making up last year's leaders in like hits allowed, homers allowed, and what walks allowed or some yeah, shit. Yeah, it was, it was fucking ridiculous. Three different guys. And what's funny is like. Wainwright was just, you know, outside of, like, four starts all year, just fucking throwing BP for an inning and a third, allowing (laughs) fucking six runs. But, like, they were like, well, let's, you know, get that automatic loss out of the starting lineup. We're going to bring in Lance Lynn. Fucking, because he was the first signing, and he was awful last year. I mean, he was the he was the one for the home runs, and he he had a pretty funny quote, if I remember right, a while back about once once they've hit so many, it's just like pretty much meaningless, like all the other <laughs> ones, like it's just it's gonna happen. I can't remember exactly. What, yeah, you had definitely sent it to me, Sam, but it was pretty much him just admitting defeat to the just home run problems, going fucking, it's just gonna happen. You gotta get used to it this year. Yeah, not uh, not his finest work out there in 2023. <laughs> did he allow more home runs last year, or did he eat more salads in 162 days? I think just, there, just it games. is not remotely a question. 
I think that was a blowout uh, victory in favor of the home runs. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> write that into his next contract for every uh, every home run. It's, it's that homework. <laughs> you have to go into the, like uh, when your uh, when your turn is over that game. You have to go back into the uh, the the uh, the bullpen or the dugout and eat as many salads as you gave up home runs in, like on live television. <laughs> no, he just has a salad clause in there, like the homework clause for Kyler. Where it's just like must eat three salads a week with <laughs> with limited dressing to get full guaranteed money. <laughs> <laughs> no honey mustard, you fat fuck. <laughs> We're yeah, doing vinaigrettes, okay? Is that a thousand like a, islands? You might as well have just been a fat bitch in the first place. He has to start like a TikTok account or, so, or something to like document it to 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 ensure that he's meeting the terms of his uh, no. you know, post daily daily salad meal posts. They just give him a trainer, pretty much as an intern for the fucking season to just follow him around everywhere to make sure he eats them. They have to be. He they have to film it. <laughs> All right. On that note, uh, that will conclude our garbage sports opinions for tonight. Go check out our Twitter at Three Plains SB. That's at the number three P L A I N S S B to keep up with our sports betting adventures and spreadsheet, and keep an eye out for future episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever the hell else you get your podcasts from. And remember, quitters never win big. And big winners never quit. We're out of here.